Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi there, it's Kate, and this is the How to Be a Better Person podcast, where it is Valentine's Day and the final day in Be a Better Partner Week. And today I'm talking about something that I want you and everyone to stop doing in your relationship, and that is keeping score. Because while it seems like a wise thing to do, after all, I think most of us like the idea of a relationship with an equitable division of labor, keeping score keeps you stuck in a dynamic where one of you is winning and one of you is losing. And that's not a healthy place for a relationship to be in. This is an idea that's really personal for me, and I spent the first couple of years of our marriage fairly obsessed with who was doing what in our relationship, and I always seemed to be the one who was losing. I wrote a blog post called How I Stopped Hating My Husband and You Can Too in 2013, and it clearly touched a nerve. Seven years later, seven years, and it continues to be the source of two-thirds of my web traffic and still solicits comments. You can read the original post on my blog, which is located at katehanley.com blog, and then search for How I Stopped Hating My Husband. The gist of that post is, I used to get righteously annoyed by my husband pretty much every night after I had knocked myself out to cook a nutritious and delicious dinner, and he didn't do the dishes to the level of completion that I wanted. I mean, he put the dishes in the dishwasher and the pots in the sink and filled them with warm, soapy water, And that's about where he'd peter out. And it used to drive me crazy that he wasn't also knocking himself out to do the best job he could possibly do. I'd come out from putting the kids to bed and the kitchen would be a little bit sort of not totally clean. And he'd be on the couch watching TV and having a grand old time. And man, I hated him in those moments. I know you know the feeling I'm talking about. In the How I Stopped Hating My Husband and You Can Too post, I detailed how I gradually shifted my thinking and my own energy over the course of about a year. And now, dishes are just not a thing we fight about, and they get done to a level of completion that I am totally happy with. Sometimes I even do them myself, even though it's not my turn. Really, not often, but sometimes. My husband does an amazing job in the kitchen. And it wasn't because I lost my SHIT and yelled at my husband, or gave him a talking to, or threatened to leave. I changed what I had the power to change, myself. And that shift gave my husband an opening to change, too. He walked through that opening all on his own. Again, you can read the details in the post, but the takeaway that I was left with after this whole process is that we have to stop keeping score in our relationship. I mean, listen, fairness as a concept is nice. It can help guide you to compromise, which I believe in. But as I've been telling my kids since they were old enough to feel like they were getting the short end of the stick, life isn't fair. It's not. Having an expectation that life should be fair is only going to create your own suffering. 
because you and your happiness will be attached to an idea that is false. Also, keeping score is only going to force you into a dynamic where someone is always losing. And guess how good that feels? It doesn't. It feels crappy. Even if you're quote-unquote winning, the daily chores get split right down the middle that day, or you came out ahead by spending less time on household stuff than your husband did, or your spouse, or your partner, you're going to be scanning for the next opportunity for you to lose. If you're keeping score with your partner, you're always losing. You're losing energy, you're losing peace of mind, and you're losing any chance at equanimity in your relationship. It gets you nowhere you want to be. It's also exhausting to keep tabs on who did what. That's a lot of keeping track that eats up a lot of energy. Plus, fairness is an illusion. Someday one of you will simply have to bear more of the responsibility, like after my husband broke his ankle and couldn't even get off the couch to pee. He used a pee bottle, something that became my responsibility to empty. Was it fair? No, but I mean, what are you going to do? He broke his ankle. There was no getting around the fact that every kid pickup, meal cooked, plate cleaned, and sidewalk shoveled became my responsibility. If I were obsessed with keeping score, that reality would have been a whole lot harder to swallow. And having to empty his pee bottle, quite frankly, <laughs> was hard enough to accept. I absolutely don't believe that women should be the one to do the lion's share of the work around the house or with the kids. But the idea that we should even be aiming for a 50-50 split of household responsibility is a myth that keeps us unhappy. I know why the myth exists in the first place. Women still do substantially more work around the house and with the kids than men do. In America, women do more than an hour of extra housework than men do. In England, women do 60% more housework than men. Even in Finland, where they have apparently figured out everything, including education and family leave, women still do 45 more minutes a day of housework than men. Absolutely, I want women everywhere to free themselves from this heavier load. So let's rewrite the ideal of household division of labor from a scale that's evenly distributed 50-50 to a seesaw. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, sometimes you're right in the middle. Who does more can vary from moment to moment, but so long as you're both cooperating and communicating, the fluctuation is enjoyable. I definitely get that heavy, burdened feeling that too much of the household work is falling on me, and that's my cue that it's time to speak up and share my experience and relate my experience with my husband. He always, always responds favorably when I come from a place of, I love you, but this is really weighing me down. How can we make this better? It's such a different story from when we were first married and I would come at it more from a place of, hey, buddy, when are you going to do these dishes? <laughs> As you go through the process of deciding who should do what and what division of labor feels right to the two of you, consider this. Maybe neither one of you has to do it. Maybe you can pay someone a, a small amount of money to do it for you. Maybe you patronize the wash and fold laundry or hire a cleaning person or pay a teen with a new driver's license to run errands for you then you don't have to fight about it. You don't have to spend your time on it and someone else gets to support themselves doing something that they are at least theoretically good at and enjoy doing. And that's a win-win. And if you're keeping score, you can't have a win-win. Am I right? So let's stop doing it. Okay, that brings us to the end of Be a Better Partner Week. I hope you got some good nuggets out of it and that you're already starting to think and act a little differently about your primary relationship. If you enjoyed this series, would you do me a huge favor? Would you give this podcast a rating or a review in whatever app you use to listen? I appreciate it so much, and it helps other people discover the podcast too. Take care, and I'll talk to you next week when we're back to our regularly scheduled programming.
As I record this, I'm still finalizing the schedule of theme weeks for the rest of the year, but there will be one in March, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 